Well, first of all, I should, uh, I should check to see if my, if I'm actually using the proper microphone. Wait, you're not? I am. Oh, thank goodness. Happy Pi Day, by the way. Absolutely. Thanks for remembering. I mean, I was going to mention it and do a whole thing about it, but I love Pi Day, man. 3.14. Great. Inflation killed Pi Day. How so? so? Okay, I shouldn't say kill. It neutered Pi Day in Canada. We were just talking about dogs, too. <laughs> so, the Not only a... deals I was able to find Pico? Were... Did, you, did you get Pico? Pico is great. Pico is too far from me, so I oh. couldn't justify it. Because the closest one to me is Sherwood Gardens. Bro. Yes. And uh, you have to go in person, yeah. which means yep. it's most likely going to be like a 30 to 60 minute wait. So I, I got a little story about that. So I, I started this new job, uh, and there's a Pico literally a block away from the office. And, Is uh, it the path one? Uh, no, it's uh, it's the one on Bloor by iChurch. Oh, okay. So lunchtime, I usually go for a little walk on the block, whatever. And uh, I was walking by, and I'm like, yo, why is there a line outside Pico? And then, like, like, like a lightning bolt, I remembered last year, and they do this every year, that they, it's pie day, and they, uh, <laughs> they offer their awesome pizza for, you know, for that special price of $3.14. But I looked at the line, I'm like, there's got to be at least 100 people in line. And I don't know if you guys have been outside today, but it is It frigid. is amazingly oh. windy. Yes, it was. You had a hundred I mean, people in line in that frigid cold, waiting for that pizza. And I'm thinking, like, what, what's the deal? Oh, Say it again, three three dollars for three dollars and fourteen cents for, for their uh, margarita pizza. I think it's personal size, Kevin, or is it small or something? Personal size. We we can have this conversation. We're beginning at the at small. <laughs> exactly. We can have this conversation right at small. Yep. Yep. So Matt. So. Um, it's over if it's any bigger. I and mean, uh, just to clarify, it's uh, three fourteen before tax, so after tax is three fifty five. We can still we have are. this conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. We can still I mean, have this conversation. They make good pizza too. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock their pizza. I'm not gonna knock at the price either. So similar story with me and Pico. It was when they opened in the path, and I think they were doing free actually. I think it was free. We that, was, that was years ago, wasn't it? Yes. This was in 2018 17? or 2019, somewhere around one of those two years. And my dumb ass went to go and get it, and I went over my lunch break because of it. And how much trouble were you in? And I don't think I was in trouble, but I remember my like one of my full-time coworkers kind of was joking with me. It's like because he knew where I went. And he he said, "Line that long." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was I was, was like not happy. Like you can tell, I was not happy with the wait because like I was pretty like upset at myself for waiting. I think eighty minutes. It's pretty good in total. Oh, don't feel bad. But okay. uh, I think I, I mean only, I didn't know about this. I should have gone to Sherway today. I think the only deals I'm aware of. For Pi Day today is the Pico one. Damn. Blaze Pizza was doing buy one get one for three dollars and fourteen cents, which mm-hmm. is uh, a far cry from their just three dollars and fourteen cent pie two years ago. Uh, they didn't do a deal last year in Canada unless you were in Prince Edward Island. 
Cool. Great uh, place, I'm told. And Pizza Nova did $3.14 slices, but any slice. Which I actually don't mind. That's not horrible. I don't I mean, mind. Just... Yeah, because like if I just want just pizza, but I don't want a whole pie, it's like, whatever, it's fine. But yeah. I, Pizza no, I Pizza get it. did not do it this year. No, no, nobody? Pizza Pizza didn't do it this year. Okay. As far as I was aware. Hashtag inflation. And possibly uh, Domino's also did not do it. Although Hashtag Domino's perfect. did do with like 50% off like late February, early March. So yeah, it was, like, it was like a week of like half off pizzas. Yeah. So, you know, fine. They're, they're forgiven. They're either sailed out. <laughs> so. But like pizza, pizza, like I'm disappointed in you. Like, I mean, are they, still I know doing... people, I know people like to say that their pizza is cardboard, but. People just over-exaggerate it. It's really not that bad. It's just okay or mediocre, I guess. Like are, are I they never st- thought it was that bad. Are they still in the uh, the Subway slices? Do you remember those? The Subway slices? Yeah, they have like pizza, pizza, pizzas, like a certain Subway stations, and like you and get have, like a, a dollar slice or something like that. They do the odd promotion there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subway? Oh, I wouldn't know about this. I think it's, 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 it's pandemic. It's pre-pandemic, but like. Are they still doing that? That's that, that was always that's cool. nice I didn't idea. check any of the smaller ones that weren't near me, so I don't know if Beast Pizza did any promo. I don't know if uh, what's that other popular pizza chain in downtown Toronto that's near Chinatown? Frig, I don't remember their name. Pizzolo? Them I didn't check because there's none near me because there's only one in Mississauga. Okay. Uh, Plenty, quite up. quite a number in this uh, with uh, in the in the Tobacco, of course. Okay, can't think of too many else. Let's see. You're, you're just you want to finish looking down the list. It was Maker. I was thinking of Maker Pizza. Okay. Like I don't know if they did it, but I wasn't in Toronto, so it didn't matter. Okay. But I'm like, really, Pizza Hut? You're not doing anything, Pizza. Pizza Pizza not doing anything like oh, whatever. Mm. Well, whatever. Okay, not not a big deal. But I just was a little surprised. Hang in there. Hey, I got Pizza Nova, so it's okay. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize pizza. Like I, I I've had the odd craving for pizza over the last couple days, uh, last week or so, and I haven't acted on it. Although that craving wasn't there today. Although this would have been a perfect day to do this. So here we are in the middle of March. March 14th, as already mentioned, it's been almost a month since we recorded anything. Right, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. Last time we were on, we talked a little bit about Kaguya-sama, which was appropriately enough February 14th when they showed that. The movie, I think, is long go- is not listed anymore, at least on the Cineplex app. Uh, yeah, it, it has left theaters. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, but you, know, uh, but you know what hasn't left theaters? What has? Oh, Sword Art Online? <laughs> no god no, that, was, that was a long time ago demon slayer i was about to say yeah demon slayer okay I, I know that i know a lot of people are slamming the movie because it looks like it's just a recap it's not a movie it's not a movie it's just a couple episodes it's, it's just, just the first two or three episodes of the upcoming season and a recap and the recap of the last couple episodes of the previous season that's what it sounds like so two of the last season episodes and one of the new season episodes okay Although, in my opinion, they probably shouldn't have um, kept the credits <laughs> in between every episode. Oh, like, okay. So you did see it. 
I did see it, yes. Yeah. Of course you would. Oh, so it is literally like it, the episodes, it, yeah. Yeah, openings, endings, the whole shebang. No wonder why I got slammed. They couldn't even cover it up. But they you- didn't bother to. Because with Mugen Train, I believe they did take those out because it was done as a feature, but they had the plans to air it on TV eventually because it is canon. Yeah, to be fair to them, right? And maybe you'd see anyway. And then when we watched uh, when we watched the Kaguya-sama movie, it clearly was in canon as well. And it felt like an extended uh, a bunch of extended episodes. It's just they were able to kind of stitch it together okay. And at least you never saw openings and closings in the middle of the episode. The least we can ask for, right? The least we could ask for. Like, I would have thought, considered going to the Demon Slayer one, but that would have strictly been a Tuesday viewing for me if I did. Well, yeah, well, uh, you were looking for other deals on, well, on this Tuesday, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it's been, so uh, this is half the quota. Hopefully we can make up for it within the last couple weeks of of the month. And, well, our, our, we don't really have an excuse for having not done episodes. Life does get in the way these days. It's been almost a year at least since I got my regular callback to my regular job. So we haven't been able to churn out episodes the way we would have liked. And as uh, I mentioned to my colleagues, the... Uh, my own work, my own personal work schedule makes it hard to be able to process, uh, to meet up where makes it difficult for all of us to be able to meet up at the same time, even online right now to be able to sit down and tape an episode. And I know a lot of headlines have happened and we're not prepared to really go through them right now because this is a space heater chat we're doing. And uh, really, we we're just talking about something, and really, it's just something else on the mind. So I'll start the conversation like this. Whenever we do space heater chats, it it always has a, a bunch of different purposes when we do them. Sometimes it starts off a conversation. Sometimes we just want it, to, it's on impulse, but we... But there's one thing we want to talk about on Impulse, and that's sort of where we are tonight on this. And a lot of the times it tends to be on subject matter that deviates a lot from the actual anime roundtable type discussions. But still we think could be of interest to people who are into anime or more and maybe more broadly into the East Asian pop culture stuff that we've that anime roundtable has added to in the version two era when we when we touch on on Asian Asian pop culture. And I think that's sort of where we are on with this one tonight. So the Oscars took place Two days ago, we uh, it basically went the way many of us predicted, with uh, everything, everywhere, all at once cleaning up. And 
happily, and this is this is something I found out happily over the last week before before we uh, before the award show. We had long, I'd made long plans to try to at least watch the movie sometime around the Oscars, and I did uh, over bits and pieces over the last couple of days. And you know how I found out about it? Or how I, how I found it? Well, Mo, Mo hinted that to me. He hinted it was on uh, Amazon Prime. Or yes, Prime Video. It, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and then I found out happily that uh, my sister's Prime account still exists because she password shared it with me and it, I never logged off of it from my... Hey, uh, uh, hey Netflix, obviously you listen to our podcast. Uh, that's what you should do, what, what they're doing, you know? <laughs> so let, let us share our passwords. So, yeah. And, and now, I, now I realize I could watch the Eva movies with it too. But I did uh, use it to watch uh, Everything Everywhere all at once over the last couple days. And hell of a movie. I'll say that much. Probably worthy of, of winning the awards. I never saw anything else that was nominated this year, but I liked it. But it is weird. It's a very weird movie. Didn't you see Top Gun? I thought you saw Top Gun, no? I didn't see Top Gun. I, there's, there's a lot of stuff I don't see. You know what? That's true. Work work really does get in the way. And all my, uh, all my entertainment time is spent on anime, uh, watching anime and reading manga. And other stuff that I think might be of interest to the to the listeners, you know, actual stuff that's anime roundtable relevant, I guess. That's my that's my that's my entertainment time, right? I mean, I still have yet to uh, to play uh, Yakuza Kiwami too. Soon, folks. Soon. By this year, right? Yeah, it'll be within the calendar year. Uh, we are almost a quarter of the way through it, though. So I guess uh, chop, 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 right? Okay. First of all, congratulations to easily a bunch of real feel-good Hollywood stories. Uh, Hee-Hui Kwan won Best Supporting Actor. Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress. That's a big thing, obviously. And I, I know we'll talk about her extensively. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress. And, of course, uh, the Daniels won Best Director. We can go on and on. And, of course, Best Picture for the movie. Cleaned up. I think it uh, it went 7 for 11. Was that it in the nominations for the for the broadcast? It, okay. did, it did indeed go 7 for 11. Mm-hmm. If memory serves me right. And, uh, obviously, we can talk about all the other stuff. Um, you. I know most seen the movie. Kevin, you saw it too, right? I saw it when it was airing in theaters last year. Okay, so how much do you remember at this point? And what are you? What What, what can we say about it to not spoil it? I thought it was a wonderful film. I thought it was weird, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Oh the yeah, movie. it's weird, but I, I I love that about it. I love how weird it is. It's it's, it's not it's not the type of movie you can like. Recommend to people, I guess. No, unless, it is, you, unless you're comfortable it, recommending weird to them, we'll find it. We will be freaked out by it at points. It, it's it has a it has that kind of whimsy to it that I haven't seen in a film in quite a while. Like the last 
whimsical film that I recall watching is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Bro, that is exactly what I was thinking. That movie is amazing. That's okay, and I've never seen that. Though. I've never seen that movie. So. Oh, man. So good. See, okay, a few thoughts came to, into my mind as I was watching it. First of all, it is, in many respects, one of those, what is it? Um, Asian-American conflict type of family conflict movies, like generational I mean, movies. It's relatable. <laughs> It's, you know, it, it becomes relatable for like Asian, uh, for like Asian American families and Asian Canadian families. We can, expand, we can expand it out, make it more of a, an immigrant story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, and I felt immigrant uh, I related to a decent amount of uh, the conflict that happened in the film between uh, Michelle and Stephanie's characters. Mm hmm. The mother daughter. Yeah. The mother daughter, the mother, mother daughter dynamic that you see a lot of in these films. So it, it, it just played out. It doesn't play out in a dramatic sense. It plays out in a very science fiction queer, uh, fantasy type sense. I mean, the, it, the core, the core story is still the same. It just, yeah, the core you know? story is still the same. It's just the way it played itself out. And it, it was very, it made itself thought provoking in many ways too. Right. I mean, okay. The only movies I can, uh, that came, the movies that came to mind as I watched it. And th this is a stretch. These are stretches, but I, I thought partly is back to the future. Back to the future. Isn't really a good comparison, but I thought something like that. I never finished watching back to the future. Okay. I only maybe watched the last quarter of the film because I caught it on TV or something. Okay. Because it made a, it had a feel of, uh, of playing alt with alternate realities. Obviously we, Obviously, that's a big, uh, big thing in there. And strangely, and hear me out when I mention this title, please. Millennium Actress. Hmm. Because remember, it, the story of Millennium Actress was about an aging, like part of it was an aging actress in her uh, in her later years, reminiscing about her career. But it's sort of like the career playing out in the movies she starred in, right? Her story, her real life story playing out on, in the background, playing out in the movies she had starred in. That's, that's, that's a lot of what I remember of, about Millennium Actress, right? In some ways, like one of the thing, one of the, in playing with all these alternate realities, you kind of play, they kind of played with parts of the star's real lives as well. Though I will say that I think Millennium Actress is different because those weren't really alternate realities. Those were just maybe portrayals of her films. Yeah. And how Cone showed us that throughout the age, throughout her life. Basically, yeah, it plays out at, at, and these were the movies she was in at that point in her life. Like, if we're talking like different universes and like parallel worlds, like, I would say like Higarashi or Umineko are more akin to that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's just that the, I'm trying, like, this, these are the reactions I had as I watched it, right? Of course. And 
the other thing was how the whole idea how sometimes your one of your decisions one how one decision changes the course of your life and in this case the character we meet is somebody who probably made as many bad decisions as possible and is at a point where probably like uh, there the possibilities with her with Michelle Yeoh's character were were literally endless at that point because of all those decisions made and how the how how the path uh, how her path was probably the most unlikely but how sometimes you know you're surrounded by it's just and the line that was used uh, that uh that uh, Quan's character used with her was because of that, you are probably uh, best suited for this situation at this moment or something like that. Right. Because you made all those decisions. Well, yeah, I mean, she's the worst version of herself. Exactly. And because of that, she's able to relate with the insane evil that is her uh, alternate reality daughter. Or she, or, well, her alternate reality, uh, all the alternate reality she's about to come across, right? She can understand it and maybe play out some of the regrets, but at least understand it and then understand, you know, maybe he still hate where she is, but persevere with a, with the situation too. And understand what uh, how to handle the situation. I'm not totally sure she, you know, that was. Well, yeah, as I said, we're trying to say all of this without spoiling too much of the movie. But it was a, a good watch. It was uh, like they had a very fun way of uh, of going through it. If you have uh, Amazon Prime, well, there's no, there isn't an excuse to not watch it. But, uh, you know, you're, of course, um, who knows who has what services these days. Right. I mean, technically, I don't, but th- thanks, sis. Michelle Yo, we'll get back to a bit later on. I'll, I'll always say she's full value for that. Kihui Kwan, best story in Hollywood, ho- uh, best Hollywood story in years, I'd say, in real life. I mean, everyone's gushing over over him, and well, and I think it's deserved. It's amazing that we didn't hear from him for as long as we did, because he was one of those, even as he as a teenager when he was starred in uh, Head of the Class, and I think he was even in his Encino Man too, if I remember correctly. I don't know about bigger, but I just remember seeing him there. But I keep forgetting the role. He, he, he was definitely in Encino Man with Brendan Fraser, and that's that wasn't that. And I'm sure that I'm sure there was some some very genuine warm words between those two. Because Brendan Fraser won for Best Actor, right? It, it it's like um, I don't know. Like it's 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 good to see them both get the their just desserts, you know. I know, and they were in like where they've been, and the and all the stuff that they those two went through over over the decades since that movie. Three decades since Encino Man, right? So, and, and of course, and um, and Kihui Kwan never like. Goonies Brothers, I think, has become a, a, a phrase over the last couple of days, right? I mean, you saw pictures of Cor- uh, you. You heard from Corey Haim. You heard from Sean Astin. I forgot who played Chunk. I just know that he's his, uh, he's uh, Quan's lawyer now too. 
So there was some good. Hey, Mike, you still there? Yep. I don't hear him either. Uh oh. What? What happened? Give me a sec. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. I I, I think uh, I think there was a lag there for a second. All right. Oh, okay. So you can hear me at the moment, right? Yep. Oh wow! Our first. This is the first time Streamyard has failed us you know, in any form. I think. So, but the, but the whole Goonies uh, brothers thing I was just saying was has become almost a, a a catchphrase over the last little while, right? I wouldn't know, but. Well, he's because he 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 uh, constantly acknowledged uh, his ca- his uh, castmates from that. Mm-hmm. That was a. Yeah, I didn't was... know he was from the Goonies before uh, watching the film because I never watched the Goonies before but... your time. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yes. Like I extensively looked up details and factoids about the film after I saw it last year, and that was when I learned about his history and that was when i learned about how michelle yo uh was the alternative choice for this film and that it had to be rewritten let's go because uh jackie chan turned down acting in this film yes and i was about to go there so let's go there now that is somewhere to to go (laughs) yeah and this is somewhere this is somewhere we we, i really want to go this is why we're doing this tonight okay first of all do you want to say something about jamie lee curtis i i will say that um i don't know man it's it's like mixed emotion with her winning because it's like angela bassett should have won that um or or, or at the very least stephanie the the daughter's performance was way better than yes i was about to say this i i mean i i have i and jamie lee curtis is one of those lifers i have a lot of respect for her it's just i'm not totally sure that this was oscar worthy like i thought she was great in the film but i do feel like given her role in everything everywhere all at once i felt like stephanie sue yeah would have been a better if you were gonna ask me yeah she would have deserved it a little more i thought i I can't speak for any of the other uh nominees because i didn't watch their films yeah i would say if you were asking if you're gonna ask me to choose between those two performances it would be it would be sue's as well so i mean i got nothing against her it's just i'm just being as objective as i could about that I, i will i will say I, I was watching it. The um, the look on Angela Bassett's face when they didn't say her name, and the look on Jamie Lynn's face when they did say her name. Man, that's uh, that's honestly amazing. that's my favorite part of the whole like awards in general is that split second before they tell you the name, and they have like cameras in everyone's faces. They get the reaction shot, and like, <laughs> and then they and then they zoom in on the winner. Oh man, it's like you don't see the rest of it exactly but you do for like a split second right that split second when you see the internalized they have not won that they have lost and then just go well that sucks. clap 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 <laughs> clap clap clap, clap exactly, right exactly it's, 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 sometimes okay. sometimes the reactions are so genuine so pure like when when brendan fraser won for best picture austin butler who played elvis and was like in contention for winning his reaction was so genuine, so pure, because he like genuinely was like, "Yo, like that's a good performance. Like that camaraderie was there." 
Angela Bassett. Oh my god, that was that was not. <laughs> and she's been and she's being dragged, and I wonder if that's <laughs> fair too. It's not fair. Obviously, it's not fair. But like, I mean, like, because okay, I think it's okay to be disappointed. Oh, 100 hundred percent. I think it's okay to be disappointed. I'll be quite honest about that. Okay, so. Back in uh, about, what, three weeks ago, I think Mo and I were talking on the phone. And we started talking about the possibility. And I think this was after, like, we saw uh, the cast of Everywhere, uh, Everything Everywhere start to clean up at the awards. So I think the Golden Globes have happened, had happened. I think the Screen Actors Guild Awards were had just happened. Um, Directors Guilds, etc. They it, People's Choice... They were starting to clean up at the rewards. This was coming. You could see this coming right down Dixon, what happened at uh, on the Oscars night. And the conversation kind of went, well, uh, over, the la- and over the last couple, last week before, before that phone conversation, uh, an article came out about, how, about Michelle Yeoh getting the, uh, getting the part getting the lead role. And one of the, one of the early people she called was Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan said, you should thank me because I said I didn't take the role. I was offered the role and it was, and the role ended up being rewritten and all that stuff. And we ended up having this long conversation about where like, like Jackie Chan and, uh, and Michelle Yeoh have started, have started in the odd, have started in a couple Kung Fu movies as well in Hong Kong. Most notably, Super Cop, which was the uh, the third the third movie in the police the police story um, series, right? So Maggie Chung was in that as well. This was like in the '90s, I think the mid '90s, and we ended up talking about how different their careers have gone since then, since that point, and I kind of started to come to the... I One of the things I said in that conversation to Mo was, Michelle Yeoh accomplished something that Jackie Chan wished he did. Obviously, obviously it'd be nice have, if he could have... Have children that don't hate them? Oh, for starters, yes. Well, in the case of one of those children, it's deserved. And the other... I don't. I actually don't even recall who the other one is. Okay, the one that I'm thinking of is the one who went to jail for drugs. Yeah, that that's JC. Um, and then the other is the is a daughter he had from an affair, who he hardly ever regards. And apparently, that daughter I think li- has been spotted living in Toronto for a point, but uh, also she's in a same uh, in a same sex relationship. And, Interesting. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, that that would help. And why that's not acknowledged? Okay, so that would yeah. and be, well not. It, it's understandable in the sense that I can see why Jackie wouldn't acknowledge it more, even more, because he's likely from an old world mentality. Oh no, yeah, wouldn't doubt it. So there's, well, yeah, that's a good, so there's there's a truism there. But the other part was, I think, in the latter years, like. I remember Jackie Chan wanting to state in his later years, he wanted to be more seriously taken as an actor or taken more seriously as a, as a, as a legit actor, as opposed to a action star. And that's, that's sort of where I was getting at with Michelle Yeoh, right? 
Michelle Yeoh, obviously, she hardly regards uh, regards being Miss Malaysia back uh, back in I think it was eighty eighty four. So she's a former beauty queen, and then burst onto the scene and as burst onto the movie scene mainly as an action star. She was she knows her uh, she can kick your ass. Was a was a martial arts star. Uh, probably I think learned it for those movies. I uh, I saw one of these random scenes of her back in the day because mm-hmm. uh, Daryl Surratt posted a couple of thoughts about the film winning, and then he shared a clip of a fight scene with a young Michelle Yeoh in it, and it was pretty entertaining. Oh yeah, she was a very she was she she drew the comparison right away when she had debuted in the uh, late eighties and early nineties, I believe, late eighties. She was in a few a few action films back then, but then all over over time we we she started to be taken more and more seriously as an actor. And for reference, I know one of her more noteworthy non like one of her more noteworthy non action roles. She's played Aung San Suu Kyi in a biography. That was one that caught my attention at the time, and I knew who she was. Forget the Bond stuff. I think this was, but. That might have happened after. Um, do you guys want to look up when she played uh, when she was in that biography? By the way, I think it was. Um, I forgot exactly when that was, but I know she played her. And that's when we start to really start looking at her as a as a as a just a regular actress. Granted, she was in Star Trek. Granted, Crazy Rich Asian. She never really had to show that. This year marks the twentieth anniversary of the wide release of. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Granted, her, a lot of her martial arts prowess was shown in that, but that was different. That showed that showed a little bit more serious acting. So we so we ended up talking. And what's happened to Jackie Chan in all those years? Right, he's it's not as if he's fallen off the face of the earth. He still does. Uh, he still does movies, but none of that. But we don't really hear about many of them in in North America because I think. I they're mean, all... he's doing that. Um, what's it called? Rush Hour. Oh, there's another Rush Hour movie coming. I think like a seventh one. How many okay. Rush Hours are there? Like, I mean, I, I mean, he's been more on the domestic end in in China. In China, right? I mean, but he is like a member of the um, CPPB, right? CPP. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, and that's that's worth mentioning. Wait, what was that? He's not like the, a propagandist the, for them. Like, oh know. yeah, like they got to him. Yeah, yeah, just like how they got to Jack Ma. Jack who? Jack <laughs> the, uh, the Alibaba guy. So I mean, it's it's tough for us to recreate the, some of that conversation, but it's just it's just weird how their how their paths uh, have how both of them have taken different paths over the years, but it's also put a nice little. Um, spotlight about on where on some of the act or some of where she's been in the past in Hong Kong uh, from her days in Hong Kong cinema. So you're starting to hear from people who were in, who would have starred with her in a lot of those Hong Kong movies. And it must be noted in many respects. I, I wonder how welcomed she was in Hong Kong because she was Malaysian. She, had, she didn't really at the time. I don't think her, um, her Cantonese was, uh, 
was always there. And I, and I think her Mandarin could have worked, uh, could have been better too. And all those movies she started to start in. So in many respects, we like, we, we applaud her now, but what was it like for her back then? Cause I, I cause I wondered how much, how her acceptance was back then. But I was a fan. I was a fan of hers back then. I wouldn't have known better, especially watching her action movies. But I don't know what else uh, to add at this moment. Uh, Mo, Kevin, you, do you guys have a thought to add or anything to rehash from our phone conversation, Mo, from a month ago or almost a month ago? Well, for me, I think that this just further proves that you can win an Oscar with an original screenplay, and that's not to say that there haven't been any that have won, but... It's a very weird screen screenplay at that. It just proves to show that like, if you have a good script... Like you can go places. It's and this was an independent movie. Yes, this mentioning. took them. I want to say, I if I'm not mistaken, it took them over ten years to get this up and going because there was a, quite a while where they uh, couldn't get backing for the film, if I'm not mistaken, and then, and then when they got Michelle Yeoh to become the lead instead of Jackie Chan, then they had to adjust the script. So, you know, these things take time. And... Also, there was like a pandemic in between there. Yep, that didn't help either. So it's just, you know, it's it's really nice to see, you know, these kinds of films, like, getting their shot and getting their deserved accolades like it's and you know and of course me being asian it was cool to see asians on the screen and that's not to say that like there weren't movies Mm -hmm. that had asians on the screen like in a hollywood setting like it and i mean this in a predominant like in a predominant way like yeah because a lot of Asian cinema really doesn't get a lot of recognition because, you know, part of it is distribution. Part of it is people don't want to read subtitles. And, you know, this film proved that, like, you know, you can have diff- multiple languages going on and it's That's okay. I mean, and, and as for the subtitle argument, remember, we were a couple of years removed from Parasite as well. Mm-hmm. So, although you know, my pet theory with Parasite is that uh, Samsung really like threw so much money to <laughs> get that in the spotlight, but I'm sure the food companies aren't. Uh, I'm sure the. I'm sure. Um, who's what? Uh, sure Young team I, is not complaining either. By the way, yeah, because if I'm not, if I have my facts right, if you trace all the like. If you trace the lines of the different companies, they lead back to Samsung, if I'm not mistaken. 
I believe that actually. But that's not to say that Parasite did not deserve it, but it just it's it takes so much effort for foreign cinema or you know films with a diverse cast to even get seen to be in some sort of spotlight or to get some sort of wider release like think about you know think about spirited away like that only won because the lassiters pushed it so hard i believe it was the lassiters it was it was mr lassiter that pushed it really hard and we had, and it ended up with the disney distribution on top of that right yeah and then i think that was a year where they didn't really have a strong disney film out i think that was the year cars came out i need to double check that but okay because you know cars is cars nothing special <laughs> well i know you'll well, get all a the debate pixar on films it really is nothing special that was like their cash cow merchandise it's their minions it was, it was, it was gonna, their it like, was their minions like yeah that was like not to say that like the rest of the films don't make massive amounts of money in merchandising but the there was not much substance in cars let's be real here never saw it so i'm gonna double check this okay mo what's your thought and 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 now uh, another part of the conversation i'll i'll bring up right after but 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 do you have a thought mo to share do you remember or how much do you remember of our conversation that's a better question that is a good question Uh, no, I, I think, I think I'm good. Okay. I, I think I remember one part of our conversation, but, uh, uh, almost a month ago. Oh, like there's this, this, there's this feeling, you know, about Asian Americans making it a little bit more in in mainstream American cinema and mainstream North American cinema too, slightly going broader. But I think there there was other moments over the past decades that I thought you thought it would it should have happened sooner. And Crazy Rich Asians kind of is one of those moments in recent mm-hmm. years, right? Yeah. Like I put Michelle Yeoh on the map as a more serious actress. I think we started well, just in the conscience of in a, North American, American yeah. in the North American goers, yeah, and in in in, in the mainstream. Again. Wasn't she in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? She was. She was. She was one of its stars. Like, I mean, this is where that's one of those movies. And like, like I just mentioned, we over over the past uh, past, I don't know how many years, but remember that was twenty years ago. That film. Yeah, that was twenty years ago. But uh, but it it showed off a lot of her uh, a lot of her martial arts um, styles as well. And and frankly, so did uh, Everything Everywhere. Then she played. So actually, sorry, quick clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for so when Spirited Away won in 2002, uh, the Disney movies that were nominated that year were Lilo and Stitch and Treasure Planet. And Ice Age was the DreamWorks okay. contribution. Cars let's, was 2006. Let, let's not forget that horse movie as well. Spirit Stout. Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> I kind of watched that film when it came out back in the day. But then, okay, so going back to Michelle Yeoh, I remember she, I told you she played Aung San Suu Kyi in a movie some years back as well. Yeah, and 90, then, 97, right before um, 
that other big movie she did. Uh, Never um, the Bond where she played. Yeah, it was a Bond when she when she became a Bond girl, right? Yep, yep, same year. So we knew that she could be a serious actress, and then it took another ninety-seven. Was it that long ago? So it took like another twenty years before Crazy Rich Asians. This time, this is this is this uh, timeline is insane now. I mean, the thing is, we, the thing is, we knew her as an action star. Many of much of the world had already known her as an action star. Much of the English speaking world knew her as an action star. Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, and uh, Star Trek Discovery, Crazy Rich Asians. Those those came out. That's a that's. Those uh, came out in, uh, in more roughly the same time. This is where we start to f- reflect on her as an actress. You know, that brings up a bigger point in regards to aging actors who don't get their credit when they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if she hadn't won for Crazy Rich Asians... And she hadn't won for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And if she hadn't won again this year for Everything Everywhere All in Once, would we just like give it to her the next time she made like halfway decent movie? Yeah. Like how they, like how, um, oh crap, what was the example I was going to use? Like how. Please don't say Susan Lucci. No, okay. <laughs> give me a moment. I need to remember who I'm thinking of. I'm nope. thinking Martin Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. I was thinking, well, him too, but I was thinking Martin Scorsese for, was it, what was, it was whatever, it was the film where they adapted Internal Affairs. Oh, yeah. The okay. Departed. Yes, The Departed. Departed. Yeah. That, that, that was Scorsese's pity Oscar. Because he should have won it for Goodfellas. But yeah. Way okay. back. But but the other name uh, and I n- remember bringing up the name. You, um, Kevin, do you remember the movie or ever heard of the movie The Joy Luck Club? This sounds vaguely familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. Well, no, it was it was one of those uh, coming of age. It was uh, one of those generational movies about four mother daughter, um, four mother daughter, uh, four mother daughter pairs, right? And they told a story from each of those eight women about their experience, about the mother's experiences way back from where they were from in China. And then a story about their daughters growing up in those families and growing up in, in America as Asians. This was like in the early nineties and it was a hit movie at the time. Um, and people thought at the time it came out, it starred for eight eight well known actress or eight Asian American actresses who had who had peppered themselves throughout history uh, throughout the history of uh, TV and film to that point. Uh, I forgot who played the mothers, but I know among the daughters, Tamalyn Tomita and Rosalind Chow played two of the daughters in that movie, and. Tamla uh, Tomita, we now know a little bit more because she she had just uh, that was a she was a almost a decade removed from from Karate Kid at that point 
from Karate Kid too. And obviously she, we've, uh, she's, uh, she gained, she's kind of regained the spotlight a little bit, uh, in Cobra Kai since then. Rosalind Chow was, uh, at, was basically an actress you would see it having bit parts in the eighties. She actually was, uh, was in a Jackie Chan film. She was in, um, Jackie Chan's first English movie attempt, the big brawl in the early eighties. The other two daughters were played by Lauren Tom, who's uh, and uh, and Ming Na Wen. Ming Na, you probably know now from a lot of from um, Mandalorian and a bunch of other Marvel things. Yeah, right. Lauren Tom, uh, Lauren Tom has uh, since then become more of a voice actress, but she also made some news when she briefly starred as uh, Ross's love interest in the second season of Friends, and then how they wrote out out her character turned off a lot of people right so so these were all well known these were like yet a couple of of actresses in the latter stages and then some that were kind of up and coming and people thought this would have been the moment like one of those you know one of those um, multicultural moments for hollywood and it took almost three decades again uh for an Asian to uh, an Asian to win an Oscar for their acting, and then Ki Hui Kwan. Same thing. the 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 story is even longer for him. Couldn't find a after his roles as a kid and as a teenager. Couldn't find a starring role. Worked behind the scenes as a stunt coordinator. We always knew he had martial arts prowess. He showed off a lot of that actually over the years. In, in various action movies. I think he started in a couple of martial arts movies as well as a kid. Kind of how, I guess uh, that helped in the, in, in a little bit of the, in a little bit of everything everywhere, but it took him this long, almost 40 years to make it again. Which just goes, which just goes to show, you know, don't, uh, don't give up, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of like, as I said, a lot of feel, um, a lot of uh, feel good movies, and I'm, I'm, and and yeah, it had me wondering. I, there was a martial arts film, like in the early '80s, or late, or early late '80s, early '90s that uh, I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Breathing Fire. I remember this now. He was, he, he was a, it was an early nineties movie called Breathing Fire. And there was a couple of, um, a, a couple of B movie martial arts actors in that uh, he starred with, which was a fun, which was a fun movie. But, uh, wow. When I think about where his, when I think about his path, he couldn't even keep, he couldn't even get a part as just a, as just a, as just an action star came over a stunt coordinator anyway and kept himself in but his story is one of the best stories in hollywood easily in the last last couple of years what do you guys think is the under over on his life story being adapted into a movie within the next 10 years do you think more than 10 years or less than 10 years maybe more than 10 years i could see it at least happening Oh, dude, this is guaranteed. Like, if I if I'm him, I'm like, you know, all the rights, write, write, writing a memoir, hold the rights, pass it down to my children, make a whole thing, yo. 
maybe I could see it happening. I could see it happening, just not within 10 years. And uh, I was about to say, uh, and I keep forgetting, and I have to give him, I have to give Jeff Cohen. I, I, Jeff Cohen was the guy who played Chunk in Goonies. Jeff Cohen, I'm sure, will have uh, will help him out with that. Should the should that moment come to pass? Because yes, it's a great story, dude. It's a great story. Okay, as I said, I I, I don't know. It's tough to rehash phone conversations that we had uh, about a month ago, Mo. I, I gotta say, man, next time we gotta record that, you know, so that like we have references and shit. <laughs> yes, we do. I, or at least, at the very least, I should take notes. <laughs> it, it's it is it is a hell of a moment for for Asians in uh, in Hollywood to see it to have seen that happen. So, if you so to listeners out there, if you if you get the chance, give yourself some time to to watch the movie. I mean, if you have a prime, if you have a prime membership, uh, give it a look. You know, you can you can do that while making your uh, next couple um, manga orders. And we got to talk. And yes, Kevin, we got to talk a little bit more manga later on because uh, over the last month, I, I actually did take some time to uh, actually pur- purchased uh, purchased secondhand copies of the entire Kaguya-sama manga to this point, and we ended up having a nice conversation about about actual manga physical manga these days in, mm-hmm. in north america i mean i i kind of uh told you about the conversation i had with the guy who sold it to me and we ended up having this long conversation about where they're printed and that's another story for another time yes speaking of which uh, indigo is actually doing a yes. buy to get one free yes manga they're, sale yes but they're, it uh, is in store only yeah it's in store only so i'm i have to i have to visit there probably within the next day or uh, day or so I go sooner rather than later because I know my local Indigo. Uh, I went on the weekend and I also went yesterday, and there is a noticeable lack uh, of them. Like there definitely was movement on the shelves. It it did. They do look a little more empty than usual. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and I, I guess I, I shouldn't keep I should keep my um, expectations in check when I uh, step in there next time. Yes, but, although uh, yeah. I think Sherway's selection is generally pretty good, but I don't know about at this moment. No, I, that's that's the worry I have. But it is, I think it's one of their more important stores at this point, anyway. In the at least when it comes to the GTA, you know, you know, because because Indigo does have to start their uh, their apology tours in some form. Although the apologies probably are more for their their past and present employees as opposed to their their. Uh, they're customers at this point. Yep, I'm one of them. That's right. So they sent me a letter offering like free, a physical, uh, like a physical letter. Yes, a physical letter in the mail saying that I'm eligible for like like identity protection and stuff. See, that's what they get you. You know, hey, here's a, here's a free year of protection. Next thing you know, you're being charged like a thousand dollars a year for some shit because. They were tr- like the the hackers were um, threatening to exploit employee data. Yeah. And yeah, the there's your ransom, right? And uh, you know, generally in these situations, you as the victim should not 
kowtow to that because there's no you're basically setting a precedent to have this happen again in the future but and it's incur and it would encourage those guys to keep doing that type of shit yes hey, look uh, indigo's line was we didn't we were not paying it because we can't get a guarantee they won't do it either mm-hmm. which i think is a fair statement too bad it ha- i mean it sucks that it happened it probably says a lot about you know where the prior where priorities should be in the future for bit for companies like big big um big commerce companies like indigo like target who else has been a victim of such a thing in recent times? Uh, didn't Sears go down at some point? Uh, well, in terms of a cyber attack? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm trying man. to remember who else has been, uh, in, in recent times, have been uh, victims. Well, the Hospital for Sick Children, for that matter, too. Oh, wasn't that like the Hamilton school system or something? Like some school system got it. Has, uh, uh, yeah, another school system. I think it, I'm not totally sure. I think it, I don't know if it was Hamilton, Wentworth, or uh, Ajax, but... Um, it's uh or Dur- I think it was Durham, so that's where Ajax is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that just speaks more to where where have your have some priorities in in your cybersecurity as well. Although it'll be like, could could Amazon fall victim to such a thing? Oh, the short answer is of course, but you would like to think they're also in the business of this type of stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the, there's the that's how that's the latest on the Indigo story since we mentioned that a month ago. Has it been? I just have trouble that this has been a story for a month, but there it is. Uh, the uh, their um, full systems only went back online uh, recently, like in the last week. So I so I can see my plum points again, and I can see they added none. Give, give it time, give it time. Yeah, you know. know, they were just the victim of a. Uh cyber attack yes yes, they were (laughs) see i'm gonna have to call them because i believe i have some things that should have shipped like pre-order wise but because my credit card got compromised in january they no this i got actually be sending me stuff even though i didn't change my card but then eventually it did call to get the card changed but then they can't do it for the entire order. They literally would force me to need to call them every single time something ships, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I double checked. Anyway, that's that's the latest on that story, on the Indigo story. Now, truth be told, and before we end tonight, because uh, this is just all off the cuff and just something we can say to tell our listeners, uh, we're, you know, our half dozen listeners that we're still around. Truth be told, I have had at least one Sunday off since, uh, since, uh, since the changes. So there was a chance last week we could have done an episode, but uh, my attention was taken elsewhere. In your defense, Mike, you had to take your shot. Yes, that's a good one, Mo. Um, Should we just leave it there for like the next episode? Because I'm pretty sure we're going to do another episode soon. Oh, you don't want me? You want to save that? You want to save that talk let's, for, let's, for let's, when let's, the others are around the table? Let's let Amy and James and the rest have a, have a shot at it as well. Okay. 
So we'll, we got to talk Hamilton another time. Because you got to go to sleep, right? Uh, yeah, well, that's... We got to we gotta keep, we gotta keep them... You got to keep them a little bit uh, wondering what we are actually talking about, right? True, 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 true. I mean, in, a, in case we don't tape another episode... This month? 30, 30, miss, miss Quota? Miss 30, Quota completely? 35th anniversary of My Neighbor Toad's Rose in two weeks. So uh, everyone should go check that out. Well, that as well. And... Okay, on on the personal side, uh, the 17... Is it 17 years now? 17 years since we uh, taped the first episode of Anime Roundtable. That's happened. Um, and the 12th anniversary of the uh, Great East Japan earthquake and tsunami also passed over the past couple days. So we, we, we over the um, run of the... Over the run of the pandemic series, we've mentioned uh, the earthquake a couple times. And... We don't have to really go there again. But uh, it has been 12 years since then as well. So, so yeah, that's it, right? So we'll save that talk for, for next episode. You want to save it for then? Well, it's, it, it's, it's only fair to give them a, a proper shot. A proper shot, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I guess there's our drinking game. Take a shot whenever a shot is mentioned, right? So let's leave it. Let's uh, let's leave it at that, because because I think we we uh, the reason we really want to talk tonight was about the Oscar win and kind of look back on that. Not sure we got everything we want to say out of there, but uh, yeah, uh, we did want to acknowledge it as well and uh, give a chance for the others to eventually come back around the table. We'll have a chance to record for sure over the next uh, couple weeks, and we can we'll catch up on everything back. Uh, everything then so as i said this is just a chance to say to tell everybody we're still around and we'll be around uh, at least one more time this month until then if you have any questions or comments uh you can you can always contact us uh twitter and instagram at anime roundtable anime roundtable at gmail.com is our email address and okay we have to update the website at www.animeroundtable.com and Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, sooner or later. And of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, please leave us a review. Hopefully that'll help as well. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff we still want to talk about, but uh, you know, real life does get in the way. So we're going to call it for uh, tonight. Okay. And we'll talk to you before the end of March. Hopefully the uh, full roundtable will be able to convene by then. Right, Mo? Fingers crossed. Right, Kevin? Let's hope so. Okay. Amy, James, miss you. Oh, uh, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Just like we will with everybody else. Have a good night.